some tech help in the kitchen. Welcome back to another Textination interview. I'm Fred Fishkin, and with us is author Daniel Shumsky, whose latest title is How to Sous Vide, S-O-U-S-V-I-D-E. Thanks for taking the time with us, Daniel. I'm happy to be here. Well, you have taught us about cooking with an instant pot, about making all kinds of waffles and using skillets. Now you're turning to sous vide. What is it and why? Right. So let's cover the what is it first. So picture a pot full of water and then you have a device called a sous vide circulator that goes in the water. And what that does is it regulates the temperature of the water very precisely. And then you're putting the food in the water, but it's not contacting the water because the food is in a bag. So it's bagged food that's placed in the water that cooks at a very precise and constant temperature. Now this is different from the old frozen vegetables we used to get in a bag and to throw it in the pot? <laughs> Precisely. It's different from boil in a bag because it's cooking quite a bit below boiling. So if boiling is 212, then let's talk about cooking something at 140 degrees, for example. And the other thing you're getting is that gentle, precise temperature for, let's say, an hour or two. What do people need to do this? So you don't need a lot of equipment. You do need one thing, which is the sous vide circulator. And that's a device that regulates the temperature of the water and circulates the water. So people call it a sous vide wand, a sous vide circulator, a sous vide device, or just a sous vide. And... There are some new sous vide devices uh, on the market. Some are connected, some aren't. I guess they don't have to be, but tell us, tell us what your thoughts are about the equipment that's out there today. Well, I would say it's not something you need to spend a lot of money on, and the extra bells and whistles can be nice if you want them, but they're not necessary. So as you alluded to, you know, there are some that work over Bluetooth, there are some that work over Wi-Fi, but... Uh, you know, you can control them with an app on your phone, for example, but it's really up to you because at the end of the day, all you need to do is tap a button on the device and it's ready to go. So if that's all you want, then that's great. If you want to do a little bit more and, you know, mess with it on your phone, that's fine too, but it's up to you. Well, tell us about uh, the results here. I mean, the, the idea to a lot of people of putting a steak into boiling water or hot water just sounds like a disaster waiting to happen, but it, it doesn't really can sound, work. Huh? <laughs> exactly. It's, so let me take you. So for example, let's say a steak at 140 degrees is that's medium. That's done medium. Okay. So if you have the water at 140 degrees, what happens is the steak gradually comes up to that temperature to cook to medium, and then it stops cooking. So it's always going to be for an hour or two, it's going to stay at a perfect medium doneness from edge to edge. And, you know, again, the reason this isn't just boil in a bag is because it's, the water is much cooler than boiling water. And it's very gently circulating and it's not in contact with the water. So you're not losing any of the flavor from the steak to the water. It's all staying in the bag with the steak. 
And what about the aesthetics? Do you then chart a little bit on the outside or what do you, what do you do? Exactly. So when it comes out of the water, it's going to be perfectly cooked from edge to edge, but it won't have the grill marks that you're used to seeing, right? It won't have the browning that you're used to seeing. So what you can do to add that, it's very simple and there are a few ways to do it. You can stick it under the broiler for just one minute or two. You can put it on a cast iron pan on the stovetop, again, for just a minute or two, or you can throw it on the barbecue for a minute or two. And again, you're only doing this for a very short time because it is already perfectly cooked from edge to edge. All you want to do at this point is give it a tiny bit of color. And there are some surprising things that can be made using sous vide. Tell, tell us what some of your favorites are, or what some of the strangest things might be. For sure. Well, I think when people think of sous vide cooking, they typically think of meat. And that's because it is such a great way to cook steaks or pork chops or things like this. However, in How to Sous Vide, I talk about the other things you can do. So you can do eggs sous vide right in their shell, which is pretty cool. You can do desserts. You can cook a cheesecake in a canning jar, in a mason jar. And then when you take it out, it's ready to serve right from the jar. You can make a uh, creme brulee, again, in a uh, mason jar in the sous vide uh, cooking. Really, really sounds uh, strange, <laughs> I guess is one <laughs> way to put it, to be putting putting things in, in, a, in a bag. Or you're saying a jar will work too, because it's the temperature that's the critical thing here. But Correct. I thought it, with a jar, there is air in there. Does that not matter? Well, there's a little bit of air at the top, and then the air is forced out as it comes up to temperature. So you have a seal on, but it's not an airtight seal. So it does allow the air to come out of the jar as you cook. And, you know, it is, um, it is a little bit strange at first. It is, especially at first. And if you don't understand it or you have questions about it, that's one of the reasons I wrote How to Sous Vide because sous vide devices are, they're everywhere now. And you can go to a, the corner coffee shop and get something that's been cooked sous vide. But I wanted to tell people how this technique is really something they can do at home too and get restaurant quality results. And, and that's why I wrote How to Sous Vide. And professional chefs have known about this technique for a long time, right? For sure. This is something that's been used in restaurant kitchens now going back uh, almost two decades. And um, so, you know, if you ask yourself, like, well, I've you say to yourself, I've never had something cooked sous vide. I mean, honestly, the truth is you, you probably have. You just didn't know it. Do you need a, a vacuum sealer for, for the plastic bags that you're going to cook in? Or are there certain plastic yeah. bags you should cook in and others you should not? There's, you can use a vacuum sealer, um, and I do talk about that in How to Sous Vide, but um, the truth is to get started, you can just use the zip top bags that you get from the supermarket, and I talk in the book about how to use those, and it's, it's pretty straightforward, uh, there's not much to it. If you later want to get a vacuum sealer, which you can also use for other things, I, I talk about that in the book too. I guess it's safe to say that this is easier to do than to pronounce or spell. <laughs> right. There's really not much to it. And, you know, I know that the sous vide technique sounds a little strange and the word and the pronunciation may also not be familiar at first, but I, I did, I wrote the book so that people could become more familiar and more comfortable with it. 
You had a big instant pot book. What do you, what do you tell people about if they're getting ready to prepare dinner? Which route should they take here? I guess it, maybe it depends what they're cooking. Yeah, I think it does depend on what they're cooking. I mean, all the recipes in both books are really tailored to the strengths of the machine in question, right? So if, if you liked how to sous vide and you like, uh, sorry, if you liked how to instant pot and you like cooking in the instant pot and you want to try something else, I think how to sous vide could be a fun thing to try. But you can't do waffles there, I bet. <laughs> you can't do waffles, that's right. But you, <laughs> that's true, that's true. The book again is How to Sous Vide. Daniel Shumsky, thanks for taking the time with us. That was my pleasure. Now this. It takes a lot of listening to build a better radio. And that's just what the folks at Sea Crane have done. Bob Crane and his crew, nestled among the rivers and tallest trees in the world in Fortuna, California, have made a habit of listening to their customers. And that's just what they've done in building the CC Skywave SSB, the Swiss Army knife of portable radios. For everyday listening to AM or FM in the yard or patio or on the nightstand, without having to drain a mobile phone battery, it's a great companion. But it is also a companion equipped for NOAA weather information and alerts that can be life-saving. You can listen to FEMA and Coast Guard transmissions too. Beyond all of that, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. It's compact, easy to take with you, and built to last. The CC Skywave SSB. Click on the link at textonation.com.